and really they have no mental stimulation for the bulk of their time and that can lead to all kinds of behavior problems separation anxieties destructive behavior um, excessive barking but even if they just seeming to lie quietly they're really not getting the stimulation that would be a massive benefit to their life it would improve their their quality of life no end welcome to the call the vet show the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, 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 my champion pet parents. Welcome along to another episode of the Call the Vet show. I'm really excited for today's episode because I wanted to kind of share some thoughts that I've been having that have been crystallizing in my brain. And that is, I don't care what you feed your pet. Now, that might seem like a, a ridiculous thing for a vet to say, especially a vet who believes that nutrition and adequate nutrition and good nutrition and optimal nutrition is key to the health of your dog or cat. But don't worry, I've not gone mad, or at least I don't think I have. But before I get into my reasons for making this statement, let me introduce myself. So I'm Dr. Alex. I'm a veterinarian in general practice. So I've been working as a practicing vet for 15 years. Three years at the beginning were in mixed practice. So dogs, cats, horses, cows, sheep, you name it. But the last 12 years have been dedicated to just companion animals. So our dogs and cats. And I share my experience, my thoughts with you on this podcast. So the Call the Vet show. I also have the website, ourpetshealth.com and a YouTube channel. So Our Pets Health over on YouTube, just to try and get some really good, accurate, evidence-based information to all of you pet parents, no matter where you are in the world. So if that sounds like something you're interested in and you're not already subscribed, then make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button on your podcasting app so that you don't miss out on all of my future podcast episodes. I've got a fantastic one coming up for you all about the use of cannabis in dogs and cats. And for those of you who are long-term listeners, then welcome back. I really appreciate you choosing to spend more time with me. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. You can um, go over to callthevet.org and you can leave me a message there. Or you can head over to Instagram where you'll find me at Our Pets Health and send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and really start a conversation because that's how we can all work through some of these more difficult topics have conversations to come up with really what's right for our pets at home in our situation in our families because what's right for one person isn't necessarily right for someone else so I love having those conversations and I look forward to hearing from you but for now I don't care what you feed your pet and now on with the show so bear with me with this there's a couple of main reasons that I'm saying this the first is that I imagine because you are consuming pet health content that you are already invested into your dog's health and your cat's health and you've already spent some time kind of looking into what diet to feed them. Maybe you've had a recommendation from your vet and you're feeding that diet or, you know, you're not basing your diet choice on nothing but price. And so I think in all likelihood, you're feeding a diet that is is pretty reasonable, even if it's not the absolute best, whatever that might mean. 
And I think we can spend too much time kind of fiddling around with the minutiae, with adding a little bit of this, taking away a little bit of that, changing from one premium diet to another premium diet. If you're feeding raw or you're home cooking, going from one balanced diet recipe to another one which may include slightly more of one ingredient or slightly less of another ingredient. Maybe you're adding a particular supplement or you think you should do. And I think really, if you're starting from a base that is reasonable to begin with you're not just choosing the cheapest off the shelf Um, you're not feeding a completely unbalanced diet then I think in a lot of cases these small changes while they will help with the health of your pet they're maybe not the things that we really need to be concentrating on if there are other factors to your pet's health that need to be changed and the big one here that is related to diet is the fact that The number of dogs and cats that are overweight or obese is huge. Over 60% of dogs and cats are carrying too much weight. That is a huge statistic and that is a huge proportion of pets who are going to suffer health consequences or at the very best are not going to be the healthiest versions of themselves they can be. And rather than concentrating on what you're feeding, we need to be concentrating on how much we are feeding our pets. Now, of course, the first step is knowing whether they are too heavy or not. Uh, There's one simple test that we can do. It's called the hand test. So if you take your hand and on the back of your hand, if you run your fingers backwards and forwards over the bones there, you should be able to feel your pet's ribs in the same way when you run your fingers down and back along their chest so um, if you can if you can feel them then they're a good a good weight but if there's a little bit of padding if there's a bit of sponge and maybe you're not able to count them clearly or you're not able to feel them to count them at all then action really does need to be taken the next thing we need to do is regardless is we need to be feeding a consistent amount of food so that if changes do need to be made, if they are starting to gain weight, you can reduce it a little bit um, and you can really adjust things to make sure that they stay that healthy weight. So rather than using a cup to measure, which is a common thing that people do, you know, a cup and a half of, of food or um, a tin and a bit and they kind of eyeball it, that actually has the potential to be out by quite a lot. And a especially in our smaller breed dogs and our cats, uh, and they're going to make up the bulk of the pet population. A few extra kibble, a few extra grams of chicken, whatever it is that you're feeding them, really can be a significant overdose of calories, if you like, and that's only going to lead to problems. Ideally, what we're going to do is we're going to actually use some scales to weigh out the food. And that might sound like a little bit of a hassle. But if, say, on a Sunday night every week, you fill uh, seven containers, one for each day of the upcoming week, then actually it's going to take you probably five minutes at most to, to sort that out. And that way, you know that when that container is empty, there's no more food for the rest of the day. 
It will also help if you've got a household where multiple people are responsible for feeding your pet. So certainly in my household, the kids will sometimes feed them. And my wife will sometimes feed them. And, and then I'll be wondering, well, have my cats been fed or not? Because they're, they're meowing at me because they are in inverted commas, hungry, when really actually all they want is attention or they've learnt that if I meow, then I'm going to get given that little bit more food. So having a container system really does help to reduce the, the potential for them to be overfed by different members of the household as well. So moving on for, for um, how much to feed and basing that on weight, the other thing I want to talk about today is actually how you feed your dog and cat. So I think this is really important when it comes to the mental health, the mental well-being of our pets, because all too often the food goes in a bowl. Um, you know, they get fed once or twice a day. They inhale that food in the matter of seconds. And if you've got a big Labrador, then, you know, it really doesn't touch the sides. There's no chewing involved and blink and you'll miss it. And then they spend the rest of the day home alone with us out at work, going to school, maybe just doing other things and not paying them attention. And really, they have no mental stimulation for the bulk of their time. And that can lead to all kinds of behaviour problems, separation anxieties, destructive behaviour, um, excessive barking. But even if they just seeming to lie quietly, they're really not getting the stimulation that would be a massive benefit to their life. It would improve their, their quality of life no end. So what I say here is actually chuck away that food bowl and instead replace it with different food puzzles, with treat balls, with slow feeders, different activities so that your pet has to maybe find their food. Uh, then they have to take some time to actually work out how to get that food from where it is. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to to make this a reality. You don't have to spend any money. It can be as simple as throwing your kibble out on the lawn and your dog having to snuffle for it. You can uh, get some Amazon boxes or just cardboard boxes with some packing paper in and add the the kibble, the food to that. You can use a muffin tin or ice cube trays to put wet food in that just adds a little bit more of a challenge. And as your dog and cat gets used to the puzzles that you're setting for them, you can increase the complexity of them. And I've spoken about more ideas in a couple of other episodes. So episode 101 with Ingrid Johnson, it was all about cat enrichment and we dive deep into the feeding of cats. And then episode 110 with Nikki French, we talked about all of these different games that we can play with our dogs involving food and how we're feeding them that can actually make massive difference to their temperament, their behaviour and their happiness. Helping your pet live the happy, healthy life they deserve. So, yes, of course, I actually do care what you feed your dog and cat, but I think it's important that we concentrate on making changes to the way that we're caring for them that are going to make the biggest difference to their lives. Whereas if we're just messing around with the best of the best, then actually that's not the best use of our time. We should be concentrating on the things that are going to make the biggest difference to their life. But if your dog or your cat is a healthy weight, if you're feeding them the right amount of food and you know what you're feeding them, 
if you're providing them with that extra stimulation, how you're feeding them, then yes, we can start looking at actually what diet you're feeding. And I've got a huge amount of information that will help clarify in your mind the kind of feeding strategies, the feeding philosophy, if you like, that you want to have for your pet. And I will leave all of those links as well as links to talking more about the hand test and the other episodes that I mentioned in today's show. So make sure you head over to callthevet.org and I'll leave links in the show notes to this episode. Remember too to let me know what you think. You can check me out on Instagram at Our Pets Health and I'd love to receive a DM from you with your thoughts. Also share this episode with two or three of your pet owning friends or family so that they can join the discussion and hopefully so that their pet's health can also be improved. But for now, thanks for spending your time with me. I really appreciate having you along. And until the next episode, I'm veterinarian Dr. Alex. This is the Call the Vet Show because they're family. That's it for this episode of the Call the Vet Show. Be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.